Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Aman the Man Games podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. So we will be going through a couple of changes in the in the coming week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, just follow me on Instagram and you will be up to date with everything that's happening. Lots of new things, lots of awesome things happening on my end. So I'm excited to kind of share that with you very, very soon. But until then, let's get back to this episode and start talking about some of the news that just literally minutes ago came out. So there's a big Bloomberg report that just came out about the Nintendo Switch Pro. And I know, I know there's been a lot of reports. Is there reports left and right? Is there a new Switch coming out? Is there not a new Switch coming out? There was actually an interview done with, I don't know if it's a CEO, but someone at the top at Nintendo that said that, nope, there's no Switch coming out. We have no plans for a new Nintendo Switch, anything like that. And then today, of course, from Bloomberg, a report comes out that a Nintendo Switch Pro or whatever you want to call it is in the works. Again, we kind of knew that in a sense already, but apparently the production is starting around June 2021. So I'm going to go from the beginning in terms of what has been released, what information is going to come out. So this new Nintendo Switch, this is all coming from the Bloomberg report. This new Nintendo Switch will have a larger screen, first of all. That's one of the biggest things about it. It will be a 7-inch 720p OLED screen. So obviously our our current Nintendo Switch is also 720p, but it is around a 6-inch screen. So it's obviously not as big. And of course, it's also not OLED. Uh, And from what we've seen on the phone side, OLED screens do make a big difference in terms of the quality and what you're kind of seeing on the screen. So it does make sense to kind of put an OLED screen, especially now. Um, I think what they're trying to do based on this report is trying to create demand in time for the holidays. So the PS5 and the Series X just came out. So it just seemed that Nintendo, even though they're seeing good progress or they're making a lot of strides in terms of sales for their current Nintendo Switch console, I think they are noticing that it might be time to boost the new generation or just kind of a half step for Nintendo Switch as third parties will start getting used to the PS5 and Series X hardware. And then those games will become a lot harder to port to a system like the Nintendo Switch. At the same time, the PS5 and Series X are hampered because of the current uh, processor issue or the semiconductor issue where it's just not being, we just don't, uh, we're not able to get enough of them in terms of stock and everything like that. So even though we see low sales numbers, that in no way means that those consoles are not selling well. Those consoles will probably be selling a lot more if there were just more stock. Uh, I mean, I, I can attest to this. A friend of mine just got a, got a PS5 recently and it was actually through me. Uh, I was luckily on EB, EB Games, just kind of checking out some stuff. I wanted to kind of uh, trade in something. So I was just looking on the, on the website and by chance I was put into a queue that was trying to sell for the PS5. And I quickly messaged my friend saying that, hey, it seems like there, there's some PS5 units available on EB Games. I'm put in like this weird queue online and I'm waiting and he was waiting online and I got through. So I started putting the PS5 and everything in my cart and I messaged him like, are you able to get in? He's like, no, I'm still stuck. I'm like, okay, don't worry. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna check out quickly. Surprisingly, the checkout was very, very quick, very, very fast. But like I was able to pick up that PS5 for him. And of course, within minutes or within seconds, it was all gone. All the stocks were gone. So. 
this is a current issue with the PS5 and the Series X. So it does make sense that Nintendo is looking at this and saying that, look, we're doing well. We're number one still right now. But once this, once the ball starts going on their end for the Series X and for the PS5, they will start blowing us out of the water when it comes to sales. I still don't think that might be the case, but I still think Nintendo Switch has a lot of appeal. But it will get to a point where the new Call of Duty comes, the new FIFA comes, all these games that will be actually fully utilizing the new consoles. And then anyone that has a Switch will be like, wait, so we don't get any of that? We don't get any of those bells and whistles? We, we just get a game that looks the same as how it did three years ago? Uh, and I think that might be the biggest issue and they might want to just prepare for the future. Of course, it does not in any way mean that Nintendo will leave behind the current Switch owners. They will 100% make sure the current Switch owners kind of go with them. It will be more, I think, akin to the new Nintendo Switch where there might be a couple of games, there might be a few games here and there that might make it to, I, I, I don't know if I said new Nintendo Switch, but new Nintendo 3DS, I apologize, where I think a couple of games will go to the new Nintendo 3DS or like the new version of the console, but, and, but most or majority of the games will be available on both. And I can see that happening. I don't know about the first party stuff. I can see the first party coming to both. So if the new Breath of the Wild comes, they want to make sure it goes to both Switch consoles. But let's say the new Call of Duty is coming out and you know they want to be able to appeal to a wider audience. And they say, hey, you know what? Put your Call of Duty game on our console, on this one. And it won't be available on the regular Nintendo Switch, but it will be available on the 4K, up-res, all that version. So the other thing, obviously, I kind of skipped over it is it will be apparently capable of outputting at 4K resolution when it's docked. So that's also again interesting. That means that they obviously will be, in some sense, investing in an NVIDIA, NVIDIA kind of platform just because of DLSS. Uh, so for anyone that doesn't know, DLSS basically is able to kind of take an image at a lower resolution and just kind of pump it up to a high resolution or whatever resolution you're playing the game at and it keeps all the textures at high or whatever you're doing and it does it in a way where you're not able to tell the difference at all it basically looks like the native resolution it's a great system i have it on my pc because i have an rtx gpu and it is a it is a game changer because so many times when you do something natively on your pc it causes a lot of issues there's a lot of frame dra frame drops and everything like that but when you do when you use dlss like it's night and day your frame rates are like close to 70, 80, 90, 100 FPS and the game looks amazing at the same time. So it does seem that because Nintendo does have a relationship with NVIDIA, I won't be surprised if this DLSS system is being worked on with them. Now, what I want to kind of speculate or think about is what does this mean exactly for the rest of the year for Nintendo? So obviously they were kind of playing this all off that no, we're not making a new platform, new Switch or whatever, all that stuff. But then obviously there are reports coming out that they are making this. So is this to, we know that they will obviously want to prepare for the PS5 for the Series X as they start ramping up. But at the same time, does this mean that there is a new Zelda in the works for this this year? I'm not talking about uh, Skyward Sword HD. I'm talking about an actual, you know, new Breath of the Wild 2 game or even like something else. Maybe even, maybe it's, it's a remake, but a remake that's done in such an amazing way that it needs a little bit more higher power or something like that. And I think maybe they're preparing for that because if, if the plan is to release at end of this year, there's no way Nintendo Switch, when it launched, had Breath of the Wild, had, I think it was Fast RMX. Okay, I'm, I don't know why I'm saying Fast RMX because that's not like a, a well-known game. I think that's a well-known game for me. But it had stuff like one, two, Switch. But within like a week or so, or like a couple of weeks, they had Mario Kart 8, then they had Splatoon. They had a bunch of these games just ready to go when the Nintendo Switch launched. So there's no way that just... Thinking about Nintendo in terms of how they're kind of playing this, I just don't see them 
launching a Nintendo Switch Pro or whatever you want to call it and not having a game that actually showcases that. If I'm not mistaken, obviously I'll check it after the after this podcast, but if I'm not mistaken, the Switch Lite, their, like, their second version of the Nintendo Switch, I should say, when that came out, I believe it came out around the same time as the Pokemon games. I could be completely wrong, but like it, I, I might also be right. But I'm just like giving you that example because I think in my brain, for whatever reason, I'm associating the Nintendo Switch Lite with the Pokemon games coming at the same time. And it kind of makes sense that they want to say that, hey, there's a new hardware here. Here's a new game that you should play on that hardware. And I can totally see them maybe saving the Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 for this year. I won't be surprised if it gets pushed to next year just because, you know, like no one predicted the pandemic. No one predicted it to go on for so long and everything like that. So I think because of that, I can I can see them maybe delaying it a little bit and saying, hey, we want to release it alongside the Switch Pro. But look, it's going to come out next year instead. And instead, maybe get like a big third-party exclusive. Maybe finally release the Metroid Prime Trilogy on on the on the switch maybe even have bayonetta 3 like we there's so many games that we still don't know about and so many games like maybe mario kart 9 that they could be working on and maybe that all comes along with the new switch pro end of this year and automatically the switch is back in competition with the ps5 with the series x and everyone's kind of forgotten about nintendo switch being underpowered or this or that or whatever because as long as a switch is able to perform at a level that is between the PS4 and the PS5, it doesn't need to be anywhere near the PS5 or Series X. As long as it's in between or around that, the Nintendo Switch is already doing a great job and it's, it's gonna be able to hold its own because we, as we've seen with developers, they're able to ata- adapt to the Nintendo Switch and at the same time, the, the developers that work at Nintendo are geniuses. They honestly can, that you can kind of give them, you can probably give them a, a banana peel and they'll probably create something amazing out of that. And it's, it's just amazing what they can do with the hardware and the technology that they have. And I can, I'm so sure that whatever Zelda game or whatever they come up with, with the, with the new technology, with this 4K capable Nintendo Switch, it's going to be amazing. It's going to blow everyone away. So other games, I kept thinking in my brain, I'm like, okay, like we don't really know too much. We don't, we don't really know too much about Nintendo in terms of what other games they could be releasing just because of how Nintendo works. And I was like, wait, we already have a Super Smash Bros. We already have a Mario Party. We already have a Mario Kart technically, but we could have a new Mario Kart there. And I'm, I'm in my brain thinking, I'm like, hey, maybe this might be a good chance, a good time for Nintendo to release something new. You know, not ARMS or Splatoon or anything like that. Nothing, not multiplayer. I'm, I'm like, obviously, because ARMS or Splatoon, they released it, but it was a, there was a very strong multiplayer component to it. I'm talking about a game like Zelda or maybe like Mario or something of that sort where it's like a new IP, a new idea coming together and Nintendo is saying, look, we put like, this is a team that have worked on Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey and Mario Kart, I don't know, I'm just like spitballing, but like all these other amazing games that you love and now they've come together to basically make this new franchise for you and it will be exclusive on this 4K capable Nintendo Nintendo console. It's going to look amazing. And that's not what I keep thinking. I'm like, we should not, we should not put it past them that, uh, for them to not be creating something amazing, something spectacular, something new. And that's kind of what excites me. That's what makes it more exciting for me that I'm like, okay, look, I know Zelda games are coming. I know Zelda stuff is coming. Uh, I'm obviously not happy with the pricing structure for Skyward Sword. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing the same thing for Wind Waker HD and for Twilight Princess HD. And I'm almost 100% sure that they will most likely release each of those individually for $60, not together. Most likely they will put them separately. Maybe they might put Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask together, but not those two games for sure. And like that, because of that pricing structure, I'm like, okay, that's obviously not good, you know, but it, 
it, it still kind of bolsters their lineup. It does kind of lead to the Breath of the Wild 2 that is supposedly coming out this year or might come out this year. And it does make it really exciting to see that, you know, last year was, in all honesty, PlayStation's year. When you look at the, in terms of the games like Go Tsushima, Last of Us Part 2, they had a couple of VR games, which, you know, obviously it was a hit or a miss, but ending it with the PS5, with Spider-Man, Miles Morales, D- Demon Souls remake, uh, Sackboy, which uh, I've been playing Mario 3D World quite a bit. And I still feel like Sackboy was a much better game. And of course, like I'm, I know it's like, a, please don't leave hate comments, anything like that. But I really love Sackboy A Big Adventure. And, you know, last year was PlayStation's year in that sense. And I feel like this year is going to be Nintendo's year, even though it doesn't seem like it right now. At the moment, it seems like, okay, all they're doing is remastering games. They just we they just ported a game from the Wii U. And now they're porting a game from, uh, you know, their, the, the from the Nintendo Wii with the Skyward Sword. And uh, what other ports are going to bring to us, right? And already we're kind of speculating in terms of the Zelda games. But I'm pretty excited in terms of just this news coming out it means that big things will be happening for Nintendo this year, which is why I'm, I'm really excited. I do wonder how they will actually compete with uh, with the PS5 and the Series X, just in terms of third-party games, because so far, obviously, we're able to kind of see that even games like Doom Eternal, stuff like that, are able to come across. But will this be finally the time when games like Call of Duty finally make a switch? You know, we had, I think there was Call of Duty on the Wii U, which is surprising when you think about it, right? Like, can you imagine that? Call of Duty Black Ops 2 was on the Wii U and apparently still has a very active community. And like after that, Call of Duty just never came back to the Nintendo system. Like Wii U was the euphoria of like, hey, where we can have like all these esports kind of games. And then also it just kind of stopped. So I wonder if that Nintendo Switch now with this pro version, they, maybe they'll be reaching out to Activision or anything like that and saying, hey, put your sports games on here. Put your, uh, you know, Call of Duty. Maybe go to EA and say, hey, why don't you try and put the ba- Battlefield game on this? If the Battlefield game is able to run the PS4, it will be able to run on the on the Nintendo Switch. So don't worry. Like, if they're able to kind of get in touch with all these people, like, I can see so many times my sister who has a Nintendo Switch, she always, like, sees the game that looks really cool, but I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, that's only on the, on the PS4 and the Xbox One and the PC. And, like, I feel like that that will slowly kind of shrink away and over time it will be games that will be just all over the place on everything. Obviously you'll want to play on a certain console for friends or if it looks better or whatever, but in terms of the game running and running well enough, I think we will see that by the end of this year, a bunch of these games will be out and about on, on the Nintendo Switch. And it does seem like they are sending out dev kits now, which is why all the information is leaking. So like that already tells you that the, it's not they're not planning to release the, the Switch Pro in a couple of years. The, the plans to release it pretty soon. I can see them maybe delaying it until next year, March, if they do want to release it with the new Breath of the Wild. But at the same time, I, I can also see them wanting, wanting to take a, uh, advantage of the, of the holiday sales and everything like that. So with that, we can move on to the games that I have been playing. So I kind of already mentioned it. I've been playing a lot of Super Mario 3D World with Sapsil. We've been really liking that game. It's really fun. It's really enjoyable. Uh, we do take a lot of breaks. Like I said, like with Sackboy, it was a little bit different. Sackboy just kind of kept us engaged. Uh, the levels, the music, everything like that was really engaging. It was really funny. It was really fun. We had a great time. Uh, with Super Mario 3D World, you can kind of tell that it has aged in a way. Uh, it is a game after all that came out in 2013, which is crazy to think. It's been eight years since that game came out. And this is, again, <laughs> Nintendo just ports the game and asks for full price for it. But that's, again, I already kind of talked about that multiple times. But you can kind of see the age in that game in terms of the quality of life and stuff like that. Like, there will be instances when Sassiv and I are playing and we'll just keep getting separated. And, like, one person will get separated and the other person will automatically transform into a bubble and just kind of come there, right? And it, it kind of, like, definitely, like, frustrates us a little bit because it gives you the option to go to all these areas but at the same time, it it doesn't the screen doesn't work well 
to accommodate two people or multiple people, even though that's what this game is meant for. It's meant to be played with multiple people. Whereas in Sackboy, that's not an issue. So in the Sackboy, you have like one specific screen in terms of like what's shown to you, and you can you can go all over that screen and that's it. And like because of that, you're able to manage it a lot better, which I appreciate it. So again, like I shouldn't take away anything from through my 3D world because like I said, it is an eight-year-old game. I haven't played Bowser's Fury yet, so I will I'm looking forward to playing that once I'm done with uh with the main game. But overall, it's still a fun game. It's a, it's a great Super Mario game. I think if anyone wants new Super Mario games, like it's there. It's, you might as well get this. Uh, the other game I just started playing recently on stream was Monster Hunter World Iceborne. So I played the base game. I played it with uh, with Sebi. He helped me out in the stream. So I started playing Iceborne just to kind of catch up and see if I can just kind of catch up before Monster Hunter Rise comes out at the end, end of this month, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, even though I'm not a big Monster Hunter fan, I'm still pretty excited for that one. Uh, and yeah, it's very, very tough. It's a lot tougher than I imagined. They A couple of bosses or a couple of monsters, I guess, were okay, were easy to manage. But then after a point, the, the difficulty just, just goes up exponentially. And it just comes down to, I think it's just me not taking my time to level up my gear or, you know, kind of just doing the busy work that you would expect in any MMO or RPG where you're just going and you're just kind of mining ores or mining stuff and you have to wait for that specific ore to pop up and it doesn't and you're like, okay, let's do this again. You're basically doing that for hours and hours until you get what you want so you can craft the next item or the item that's better than the thing that you have. And like basically what I've been doing is I've just been doing best to like avoid that because I don't know, I just want to play the game. I just want to get through the game and, and not do that, you know, just the tedious work. If it's, it's, it's one thing when it's like, Ask you to like fight hard hard monsters. That's fine. It's another one. It's like okay, if you wanna if you wanna get better, you just go and mine this stuff for the next hour or two. And yeah, you might get your or you might not. We don't know, right? Like we gotta hope for the best. And like for me, I don't know. I just I just feel like I just don't have that kind of time anymore to kind of just waste time on that. Just because not even in terms of gaming, like it's it's, it's more about like if I could if I'm spending time just mining ore for like the next two three hours, I rather play some other game, you know, that I can actually get through. So that's kind of why I'm like, okay, like I, I wasn't like, you know, fully committed to all of that. Uh, so what I started doing was just matchmaking with people. Uh, you would get like, I would get like two, three, four people join in. Or I should say three actually. Yeah, four is like including me. But like, it was really fun and I was having a really, really good time. And like even today, I was playing with people that were helping me out. And I think they saw that I, I was like underleveled or not good at the game. And they were helping me out and they were like really, really nice people. It was such a fun time. And I was like, wow, this is, this is the way to play. And I was on stream and I remember... I think it was uh, Silver uh, Silver Show, like one of the persons that joined the stream, he, uh, they let me know that, you know, Monster Hunter, like you should look at the game as a game that's, you know, is a multiplayer game, but has solo components to it, not as a solo game that has multiplayer components. And I, I just found that so interesting. And I'm like, as I was playing it, I'm like, you know what, that is true. As I'm playing this game with multiple people, I can see how the how the overall environment works with this monster. I can see how this is so much more fun when you're kind of coordinating or working with other people and trying to kill this huge monster, right? And I was like, wow, this is actually the way I'm supposed to be playing. Instead, I'm like, been trying to force myself to play this game solo this entire time. So I'm like, now I'm like having a bit more fun with it. I don't know if I'll keep streaming the game just because I, I do want to play uh, my next game, which I'm really excited about, which is Kingdom Hearts. I've never played that game, so I'm so excited to start streaming that game. Uh, but like, let's see, I'm, I'm going to see how it goes in a couple of days and see uh, if I want to keep on playing a little bit more. So the other game, uh, I, I, actually, I should bring this up first. Uh, I was playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm pretty far in. I'm like 20 hours in. I think I have like maybe 10 more hours or so left of that game. Maybe less, maybe more. I don't know. But recently they, at the Sony event, they announced Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate 
Uh, basically, it's like a PS5 version that is 60 frames per second, looks better, stuff like that. And if you own the PS4 game, you get that version for free. And also at the same time, they made Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, free on, on, on PS Plus. But if you get it on PS Plus, you don't get that free upgrade. So now I'm in a, in a weird dilemma of like, wait, so I, I obviously want to play it in like the full PS5, 60 frames per second, bells and whistles, and everything like that. But it's going to come out in June. So it's not coming out soon. It's going to come out in a couple of months, right? So in my brain, I'm like, okay, but like I'm already quite a ways in and I'm not, this is, this is a game that I'm not going to replay. I might replay this years from now, but this is not a game I'm going to like finish now and then replay immediately in a couple of months. So I'm like in this weird dilemma of like, should I just wait? Should I just like go in, just remember where I am exactly? Just somehow, you know, do my best to remember exactly where I am and then go back and, and you know, like kind of keep, keep, keep tabs in terms of what the story is and then hopefully in a couple of months I don't forget and I start playing and, you know, I can just play this game at 60 FPS. I'm still kind of going back and forth, uh, but let's see, who knows, I might... It might wear me down. I might just be like, look, I'm so close to any of the game. I might as well just finish it. It's fine. Whatever. You know, there's a new DLC coming out. I'll play that in 60 FPS or whatever. The other thing, obviously, I want to talk about was my Nintendo Wii U that I just picked up. I actually uh, was able to exchange it for uh, my PSVR because I wasn't using my PSVR anymore. My PSVR basically uh, sits in a closet. It's it's like thanks to all the wires. It's a first gen VR as well. Uh, because the first, uh, the, the, the amount of wires that it has is just, yeah, I was just like, I'm never going to use my PSVR. I have my Oculus Quest and I use that for like most of my VR needs. There's just no way. And unfortunately, because of the whole pandemic situation, and everything like that, a lot of places like like GameStop, EV Games or everything like that were not taking PSVRs. At the same time, when I looked online, when I was trying to sell this online, a lot of people were a little iffy, you know, by or purchasing a, a, a unit or something that goes on your face. You know, because especially during the pandemic. Uh, and of course, it, it, the thing with the VR headset says that you can't exactly, you, you can't use Lysol or anything like that on the on the screen because it will ruin the screen inside. So it's like, you know, it's kind of like a, a weird situation. I can understand why people are being cautious, but I was able to find like a retro store uh, that is able to take these things in and stuff like that. And, and I was able to kind of give that in and basically get my Nintendo Wii U uh, for free, which was great. I got like a Zelda edition as well which was awesome. And the first thing obviously I did was because I've never played it. I want to go to all the Zelda games. I've only played Breath of the Wild. Um, what was the one that, A Link's Awakening that I played recently. Uh, I played Ocarina of Time a little bit on my 3D, uh, my 3DS, like way back when the 3DS first came out. But I, I, I remember I just like never like got into it. And I remember I played A Link Between Worlds, which was a 3DS game too, I think. I feel like I played that or at least saw someone play it. Uh, but in terms of the games I've finished, for, for Zelda, it's obviously Breath of the Wild and A Link's Awakening. So I was like, you know what? This might be the perfect time. It's Zelda's 35th anniversary this year. Let's go to all these Zelda games. So I started playing, me and Saf, so we sat down, we started playing uh, Ocarina of Time. The controls and everything obviously have not aged well, but surprisingly, we could not stop playing the game. I was like, every time we we like would do something else, I would be like, hey, let's let's go play some more Zelda. Let's go play some more Ocarina of Time. And we were playing through my 3D world. I put down 3D world. I put down Final Fantasy VII. I put on put down all these other games to basically play Ocarina of Time in its old school look. It's not even like the updated visual or anything like that. It's in its old school look as well. And I'm just having a great time. And like the Nintendo Wii U is turning into basically a system that just has all these old school games, which is great, which is obviously great for nostalgia. But like the other thing that I really liked about it is this game called Wii Sports, Wii Sports Club, stuff like that, that has games like bowling and tennis and golf. And I remember having such vivid, amazing memories with my dad and I 
and how we would play uh, golf together and tennis sometimes together on the on the Nintendo Wii. And I was like automatically, I'm like, oh my God, this just, you know, it just kind of brought me all those, like all, the, all those memories back, like a rush of emotions. And I'm like, you know, like, because a part of me was like, you know what, I'll get to Nintendo Wii U. Like, because I'm basically getting it for no money. I'm going to get this Nintendo Wii U. I'll play all these games that I want to play. You know, like, and obviously because on the eShop, they're super cheap. I'll, I'll, play, I'll even play Skyward Sword before it comes out on the Wii, on the Switch. And I'll, you know, pay, pay like half the price, if not less than that, you know. But in the, I was like, okay, but after I'm done, should I just give it in? Should I just give it back to the, the retro game store? Maybe I'll get some money back. Maybe I can put it towards something else. Maybe the new Nintendo Switch uh, Pro, whatever comes up, maybe I'll put it towards that, right? And then I was like, you know what? Actually, this Wii Sports and some of these Mario games and these old school Mario games like Mario Kart 64 and old school Mario Party like Mario Party 2, all this is available on the Wii U and not available on the Switch. And I don't think they will make this available anytime soon. And I'm like... Yo, no, actually, this this might be this might be a console that just collects dust at times, but it will just be something that just stays under my TV. It just stays there, and when people come over, when people are allowed to come over, I'll bring out those those Wii controllers, even if it's third party cheap ones that I find online. I'm gonna bring those controllers out, and we're gonna start playing some tennis. We're gonna pl- start playing some Mario Party. We're gonna start playing all these amazing games that we have such awesome memories with. So I'm kind of excited to to kind of experience that and play that. I am I'm really liking the Wii U. I do wish I gave it a chance when it was out, but at the same time, I'm glad I did it in a sense because, I mean, look what's happening, right? Like the Switch came out like four or five years after uh, the Wii U came out and, you know, the Wii U is just all but forgotten basically at this moment. So I think like, uh, you know, obviously like there was a part of me that's like, you know what, this is maybe the right time to buy a Wii U, especially if we get it like really cheap. Like I saw in Canada at least, I saw a lot of people setting their Nintendo Wii U for like, 180 190 dollars uh maybe 200 canadian dollars so that's probably like 150 160 uh usd so that's not bad for a, a system that has all these games for really a really really cheap price uh, and obviously you gotta take keep in mind the reason that it's really expensive is because of the gamepad as well like it could be cheaper like a nintendo wii for example is like a hundred dollars if not less but the wii u of course is you know like it's a little bit more expensive just because of the gamepad but the eShop and everything is still active. You can play all the Nintendo Wii games. So it's kind of like, okay, like there's so much still there in this console. And there's obviously all the games that we love on the Switch have basically come from the Wii U. So basically, if you have a Wii U, you're basically playing a majority of the Nintendo Switch library. So I think that way, like, like I'm surprised that like the Wii U in my brain. The other thing I should also bring up is that the Wii U only sold like, what, like 12 million uh, overall and like the Nintendo Wii sold like a hundred million right so which is why like finding a Nintendo Nintendo Wii is so easy whereas the Nintendo Wii U is going to get harder and harder over time especially when like those game pads and stuff like that start dying and consoles start dying it's going to get harder and harder so I mean my recommendation is like if you can find it for a relatively cheap price and if you do want it obviously don't buy it like if you don't like in my case I want to play all the Zelda games I want to play all the Metroid Prime trilogy like the Prime games I want to play all the Pikmin games which I've heard a lot about uh, there's a couple of Mario games that I also want to check out that is available on the Wii U. But like, that's kind of what I went in with because I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of games that are either cheaper, like Pikmin, Bayonetta, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, stuff like that that are cheaper on the Wii U that I want to check out. Or I just really want to play all these old school games again. You know, and because of that, I picked up the Wii U. But if you're going and thinking they're going to get something that blows your mind, something new, revolutionary, uh, I don't think that it'll be the console for you. If you go with the mindset that, hey, I can play literally every single Zelda game, like actually every single Zelda game, uh, including Breath of the Wild, you might as well take out, you know, the Wii U and if you get it for pretty cheap as well, you'll have a great time. And I think for more than that, it is such a good family console. Like I said, like the Switch 
it's great. I just wish it had more stuff like Wii Sports. There's a reason that Wii Sports is attached to, you know, people in senior homes, stuff like that. There were like all these images of senior homes having having uh, the Nintendo Wii's and people playing Wii Sports and all that. But Nintendo Switch had one to switch, which was like, okay, like I still have mine. And I, I remember I used to play, with, play that when my friends would come over, but you know, it was okay. It was like us like almost like forcing ourselves to kind of play this. And we were like, I ah, like, like I see it, it's okay. But like, you know, it's still not, it's not the Wii Sports. That's what I wanted. I wanted Wii Sports. You know, I wanted Wii Sports Club, Wii Sports Resort, like whatever the multiple Wii Sports stuff there is. And surprisingly, Nintendo still hasn't made one like that. So like, I, I just like having that that console there as like a family system of like, if my dad wants to play, my dad's not going to be like, hey, let's go on the Nintendo Switch and play some like obscure game. My dad would be like, yeah, let's play tennis. You know, let's play golf. It's something simple. When people come over, it's the most simplest thing ever to do and to kind of hook up. And you can also play all these old school Mario Party games on it as well. So it's, yeah, like I'm I'm surprisingly, I was like, initially it was a lot of back and forth in my mind. I'm like, do I really want to do this? Like worst case, I get like, like basically no money for my PSVR, but I can put it towards the game that I want to buy. And I kept going back and forth and I'm like, no, look, getting like basically no money for the PSVR is I probably worse than like, you know, at least getting a, a proper console that is really good. It's rare. It's hard to find and has all these games that are basically coming on the Switch, which I would be paying basically $100 for either way because it's just coming on the Switch, but I can pay half, if not like less than half on the Wii U and experience that game now. So in the end, it was a it was pretty easy decision. I do need to pick up a pro controller. I'm I'm like looking for that, uh, but again, it's like really hard to find. So I need to find that if I can find that a re- like for a reasonable a reasonable price as well. But I'm gonna kind of try to like fix up my whole Wii U accessory set over time. So thank you everyone for joining. It really means a lot. Uh, please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the links will be in the description below. So like I said, there will be a couple of changes happening very, very soon. I will announce it on my Instagram. I will also announce it next time on the podcast if it does happen by next time. But please keep a lookout for that. Of course, just message me on Instagram anytime. Anytime you want to play a game, you want to talk about video games, you want to talk about the Nintendo Wii U, the Nintendo Switch, anything like that, message me. I always love talking to people and talk to them about games. It really, like, like really makes my day that way. So thank you so much, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Bye.